Good evening, guys, gals, and unbinary pals. It's Saverin, and this is Southpaws, episode 494, Government Mandated Personas. How's it going, guys? I'm, uh, I'm not Fuzzwolf. I'm Fuzzwolf. <laughs> oh, Fuzz. Yeah, Perk I'm, up, I'm okay. be loud. I had, a, I had a rough, dumb day to the, or evening, so... Well, perk the fuck up. Get I'm that media to... training going. Okay. We've got a great show to talk about tonight. Ah! Come on, Buzz. Get with it. Okay. All Crunchy right. crinkle crinkle. Everyone. Oh, my God. That's crinkling. Oh, no. Savern's no. <laughs> oh, gone full baby. Bro. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that just made me think of those fucking ribbons that just say crinkle that people wear at cons. <laughs> oh. No, in that case, it's plastic over the chair, which I meant to pull off. And I didn't realize Noxie hadn't. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm like, Saverin was a small Fennec, and now they are an even smaller Fennec. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, now I'm the size of Boss from Beastar Season 2. I have to ride around on somebody's shoulder. You're like Fennec in Zootopia. Yes. The, 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 the scam. I, I love media where the Fennec characters are way smaller than everybody else, because that's how Fennecs are. Mm-hmm. So... Funny enough, uh, Dave is listening to an audiobook, one that I've actually added. It's a Brandon Sanderson book called Skyward. Uh-huh. And one of the races are Finnegan. And they're literally, you know, like a foot and a half or less tall. They're itty bitty micro Fennecs with a vague Japanese aesthetic. Nice. And yeah. <laughs> and I was just listening in the. Anthro? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Tiny, tiny, tiny. itty-bitty anthrophenix. Well, it's like the Volpera and WoW are, like, goblin size. Mm-hmm. They literally use the goblin rigs. Yeah. So, yeah, small phoenix in media. We need more of it. I saw a tweet the other day that was an artist drew two pictures, and they are like, how I normally draw phoenix. You know, it's average-sized phoenix. How every fennec fur wants the ears, and it's like the body is tiny and the ears. Just they huge. just keep going. It, it's the reverse maned wolf, you know. I was gonna say. That's yeah. It's Let- like instead of leggy, it's eerie. <laughs> They're just as tall as the maned wolf, except as the ears reach the the well, top I mean, of the maned wolf's. Saverin is canonically four foot tall, and his ears add another six inches, at least. <laughs> so you know, only six. I mean, proportionally, like, they can be taller. I'm not sure. It's like they add at least six inches. So, yeah, that's uh, that's our hot news of the week there. So, speaking of hot, uh-huh. um, I put this tweet out today. I have added the um, the following words to my mute list on Twitter. Two separate words, hot take, hot takes. One word, hot takes, and hot take. And that it was not catching the person who quote who tweeted hot take TM. Oh. <laughs> so I added that one as well. And I'm like, if I just mute all the hot takes, then maybe that will improve my um, Twitter experience a little. And then fucking Ajax replied to it, lava takes. And I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put you in the doghouse. Yeah. <laughs> That's something Ajax would do. Man, like, muting and blocking on Twitter.com is such an important feature that you need to utilize frequently yeah. and with gusto. Curate your experience. Even when, like, I recently added a Twitter extension called Shinigami Eyes, 
which basically just flags turfs for you generally. Ah! Or shitty gamers. Oh, like, okay. it Kind of like block together, but... It- it just flags it doesn't block it. them, but it flags them. And yeah, it, it makes their their like... name red. Right, and people that are known gay friendly, gay people that are you know queer people show up as green. Mm-hmm. And and then you can use your one click block extension to just get rid just of be like, reds. oh, Karen Turfington bangs. You're a very obvious British turf, and you're in blood red. Boop, off you go. First day, bunch of numbers, has an opinion on trans people. Block. Actually, the whole reason that I actually installed it was because I was vaguely paranoid after I, like, bled 40 followers off in a fairly short period of time. I was like, did I get red flagged with that app? Like, what's going on here? I don't know what happened, but no, I'm I'm green. I'm I'm a known good gay, according to the inscrutable algorithm of Shinigami eyes. You might have gotten shadow banned on Twitter or something. Yeah, I don't know. Don't it doesn't matter. Like, I'm boomer posting on Twitter.com. I have posted about my garden, and, like, here's a pic of my dog. I, I recently posted that the Fur Planet profile is not far, it's like 200 away from being a thousand more followers than my personal Twitter. And I'm like, and that makes me so happy. Because used to be Fur Planet was, like, very small compared to my personal following, and it's just gradually built up over time. Yeah. Which I'm really happy about. Because that means that now I can just fucking bail on my Fuzzwolf account if it just gets to be like, this isn't fun anymore, peace out. Then I still have a marketing account for Fur Planet that has a decent following on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to post about art books and novels and shit like that, then... I've still got a decent furry audience for doing that. The people like, that are interested in seeing it. I still interact a little bit on Twitter, but mm-hmm. mainly I talk to yeah. people on Telegram. That's just better. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of how I've shifted things. Like, I can have my priv and I can, you know, fave the porn over there so it doesn't pop up anybody's timeline. But that's what it's for. And so keeping the main, like, hey, check it out. My yams are doing good. My ginger has evolved from the nub club to the stalk gang. <laughs> um, nice. So, speaking of numbers, we're 494. We're very quickly creeping up on 500. Yeah, that's insane to me. Wait, is that pre-reg? No, episodes. Oh, episode. I thought you were talking about pre-regging for Siesta for a second. Oh, God. If we had 500 pre-reg at Siesta when last year's attendance was like 2019, like 750, that would indicate uh, some growth. But I'm not privy to that information, so I don't know. I haven't looked in a couple weeks. Episode 494, that's six away from 500. That is wild to me that we've been doing this for 13 goddamn years. We didn't really do anything special for episodes 200, 300, or 400. And, like, I feel like we should for 500, but I really don't Episode 500, we will never shut up! And then that's the last episode. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there you go. I know, I remember, I think I remember one, one of those points we were like... Was it episode 100 where we were talking about doing a big lead up and then just skipping right to episode 101? And we, we did do a big 100 thing, but yeah. we could just go from 499 to 501 and be like, oh boy, that that 500 episode spectacular was great. You like know? The, the live show in front of a live studio audience and we had the big barbecue and... Everybody brought their dogs. We blew, we, f- we blew, we blew every pop you for, no, we flew in every pop you for from all over the world to oh, record God, live. Oh, God, why would we want to do that? But, but then the, uh, 
but then GarageBand crashed and ate it, and <laughs> we forgot to turn on our backup. And oh well, it was a good time though. We all got high as fuck. And, yeah, it's like uh, you know, if you were there, you knew. If you weren't, yeah, well, you know, it was we had a good blackjack time. and hookers and everything. That's right. You were at formerly NotCon 2021. And, uh, God. <laughs> Yeah, we might have to figure out something to do for 500, because that is a big, fat, round, girthy number. It's 500 fucking episodes. <laughs> 13 years of doing this shit. Jesus Christ. You know, uh, we could record that one at Siesta, since a lot of furries from out of town will be there. That If there's people we know that aren't local to us, we could just do a recording. Not live. Not just, as a panel. I mean, get together in one of our rooms with the equipment and have a couple of guests and be like, here's our 500 special. We got like two or three guests on. Or, and we're that talking, actually sounds like a plan. We're um, talking about cons or whatever. That's right at six episodes away, too. So we can't miss a week, Fuzz. But Siesta... Well, I mean, I, and I figured if it didn't line up, we would just record it and then release it in the episode 500 spot. <laughs> True. Yeah, true. So, hey, there we go, Fuzz. We planned episode 500 in okay. during the episode recording. Good job. Right, yeah. Episode 494 is now retitled Planning for 500. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, so, uh, did you guys see the government design for Sonos? Yes. The government of Australia has given us some fantastic new ruse. They have some delightful kingy content for their official uh, 2021 Olympics thing. Actually, I contacted a fur I know in Australia that was like, hey, can you go to Woolworths for me? <laughs> and asked them to see if they could try, like, try to get that. But then I found that the Mint is selling them, and you can just buy them directly. It's like 15 AUD uh, a set. So what's on the coins? Is okay, so the coins... The coins have the surfing kangaroo and the bossy ball, the, the others, the two kangaroos. Okay. And then there's like a Mount Fuji, there's the torch, and there's the seal of Australian Olympic team. So it's five coins, and they're like actual $2 coins. Mm -hmm. Not that anybody would ever want to use them, I'm sure. Yeah. Because uh, they're really colorful. They come in a nice little package with like a Met furry manga style illustration. And it turns out that the artist doing them is not necessarily a furry themselves but new but new and they tweet it as yeah. much they're actually yeah they're not a furry and they don't normally draw anthro but they they know what furries are because they're on the internet and they they apparently said something like i knew the furries would be up my ass if i drew anthro animals <laughs> that did not look good <laughs> yes rest assured the people employing me had no idea what furries were but I did, is the quote from at Sailor Failures on Twitter.com. And yeah, they did some extremely furry mascot designs for the Australian team, and they went all for it. Like, I can't believe that, I mean, I can't obviously believe that a furry adjacent person would totally be like, hey, we need you to draw some animal mascots for us. And they go, all right, well, I... No I know what's popular on the internet. <laughs> you know what? We need more furries. If you look at like a character like Zabivaka from yeah, like, the, the Russian soccer team, I think it was. Yeah, they were right? like a little husky. Yeah, and it's like, he's not like furry proportioned. He's just this cute cartoon character who happens to be an anthro dog or something. Yeah, and there was like an Italian like 
chicken or bird girl that was around the same time period mm-hmm. and she got a lot of furry r2 but no these these are actual like human proportioned kangaroo anthros yeah and a frilled lizard girl which is also cute and the 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 people hiring the artists were probably like oh cool these look really good thanks you know but furries are like oh my god these are like legit ass furry Woolworths is i think i said wegmans earlier that's that's not that's a different shit different convenience store Woolworths. Woolworths. okay good because w they're stores that don't exist here but no Woolworths in australian like they also have like these sticker books where they draw their kangaroos doing the thing so there's like a weightlifter roo and a volleyball roo and a climbing roo and a running roo and an equestrian roo where it's the kangaroo anthro riding on a completely non-anthro horse and it's funny because the book's like this sticker belongs to and people like this sticker book belongs to a future furry And I'm like, yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm just thinking of some furries are going to be there and be like, do you have the hot furry art book? And then that made me think of the clip from um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Where the guy's like, and stay out of the Woolworth. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is like, there's already one piece of the, uh, it's clean art of the yellow roux, mm-hmm. the, the dude roux. But, like, artists are going to jump on that train, I'm sure, pretty quick now that it's kind of gone wide. But the nice thing is the Australian Mint is selling them, and you can buy the sets for 15 AUD. You can get up to two, and then the international shipping is, like, another 15 AUD. Two sets and shipping is still only, like, 35 bucks U.S. So I ordered my two sets, and then you and Shiva can fight amongst each other if you want to buy one off me. Oh, okay. Or you can just, I'll, I'll include the link in the show notes for people that want to get their hands on some kangaroo coins. But as I figured, if you guys get your own, like, if we put one of those in the charity auction for Fiesta, that'll raise some money for the big cats. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. official kangaroo money. All the kangaroo fans mm-hmm. would be all up on that. It's just really cool because, like, you don't expect mascot characters to, they're, like, cartoony or, like, Looney Tunes. No, this is, this is furry. Like, mm-hmm. there is a unique, there are distinct difference here that these are anthro characters, and, like, the sticker book, like, has the surfing guru on the front, surfing the wave, and then a bunch of little illustrations on the back of the other, of the two Rue characters doing the various sports. Very cool. Just, like, this album belongs to, and it has, like, the two Rues on one side and the frilled lizard girl on the other, and it's like, yeah, that's, that's really neat. Like, this artist did a really good job, and Woolworths ran with it. And apparently uh, Qantas, the Australian airline, might do a plane wrap with those characters. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw. Where like they were a... like, which one do you prefer? And they were like, I like both. That's amazing. <laughs> the Australians consuming their 2021 Japan Olympics marketing content all, this better not awaken anything in me from community. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to make some people dig in. Australia has fallen to the furries. And that is how it's going to be. Poor blimey. Bailey. Oh, neat. What? So I'm on their website right now, and I'm looking through the, you know, re- register, and you know how it's got the title. It offers MX as one of the, uh, oh, along nice. with Mr. and Miss and Mrs. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice little bits of inclusivity from the uh, Australian websites. So next on the docket, as Shiva has returned, because, you know, this is very important topics. So Shiva, you play the videos game. Yes. Do you play anything really besides WoW, though, at Uh, this point? Civ, Sims, I mean, I do periodically. Right now it's mostly WoW, but, I mean, I do play other stuff. 
Okay. Paid the heck out of Valheim with you. Oh, yeah. Man, I hope they get those patches out soon. Wait, is Valheim a WoW thing, or is that a separate game? Um, It's a survival game where it's Viking-themed. You're literally on... One of the thir- you're on the thirteenth world of Valheim, and it's a flat disc you can sail the edge off the edge of. It's pretty fun, but anyways, that is neither here nor there. the The gamers are upset. Oh um, yes, this because uh, Psychonauts Two will feature an invincibility toggle, as developer Double Fine believes all people should be able to enjoy games, and this made people mad. Now because they have nothing better to do. Bear in mind, Psychonauts Two is a single player game. Where you, you are not in competition with anybody else. It is a narrative-based, single-player adventure action game. And a lot of people... You mean just like Super Mario Brothers? Yeah. That's the extent of my video game. Not, or Night in the Woods. Or Night in the Woods, yes. Yeah. And now, there's not really a fail state in Night in the Woods, I don't think. But it's like... The only thing you can be really bad at is a thing that I'm bad at, and that's the rhythm game sections. Where oh, yeah. I, guitar. I fucked that up so bad. Yeah. And I was not great at what were they doing where they were like throwing things? Was it the oh, fluorescent the, lights? Yeah, I missed so many of those. Yeah, and, and Greg was like, "Wow, you suck at this." Yeah, which is really the worst thing that happens. Like, yeah. wow, you suck at this. It's like, yeah, yeah. Wow, May, that playing was really bad. <laughs> so putting in an invincibility toggle is not a new thing you know it used to be called cheat codes or having a game genie slash game shark slash pro action replay i had a game genie yeah yeah i did all sorts of shit i remember having those little code books like where you would put in your three codes you even get one for the old school game boy too yeah i yeah did, i thought i remember panther that. has one and it is like a third of the like size of an old game boy it's massive i can send you a pic oh yeah yeah you would stick that in and like your game boy cart like, yeah, it was like this whole full-ass thing that had a toggle switch on the back, and you put the card in, so it made it, like, super tall. Yeah, I mean, the Game Genies used to be a thing. And, like, games like Control, which is a super cool single-player action game, where they later put on an accessibility mode that lets you tweak a bunch of game settings up to and making yourself invincible and or give, like, one-hit kills on enemies. Because they want mm-hmm. you to experience the story that they spent an extremely long amount of time putting together. They want you to hunt down and read all the little bullshits, which are super fascinating, and yeah, not get bogged yeah. down because you have arthritis in your hands or whatever. Well, I remember you and I talked about this, and I told you that um, Tyrion played Hades on Invincibility Bode. Yeah. Because all, all Tyrion cared about was the story and seeing how pretty everything was and like he got into like the music of it and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but like he doesn't consider himself a capital g gamer he's just a person who enjoys playing games of all kinds yeah and like the god mode in hades is a super good application of that where it's like it makes you really strong so you should experience the actual story of hades and it's a really good story that i I actually went all the way through and beat. But, like, for me, when I played all five Halo games in the original Halo trilogy, I played them on normal for Halo 1, and then I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna go to easy, because I just want to enjoy my time being a shooty-bang space marine. Right. And I did, and I played through and got the story, and it was pretty cool, and I enjoyed, like, I now have a very strong, well, vaguely strong opinion on which ones I like the best, Uh and, like, the hierarchy thereof, but, like, I'd never gotten around to playing it, but I'm not like mm-hmm. some super Twitch gamer that wants to sit down and try to puzzle through a fight for 
30 goddamn minutes, I just want to kill the aliens and go on. And so I did. But, like, every time this comes up, it's always about, like, oh, get good, or oh, this person's super disabled and they beat Sekiro, and, like, or they beat Dark Souls or Bloodborne or these, you know, notoriously hard games. And it's like, look, man, it's a single-player game. If wogging your dick because you beat a game is what you can talk about doing in life, you find something new to do. Like, get well, a hobby. I mean- some you know, and some people like a hard puzzle, and and that and that's fine too. Some people want to play things on hard mode or and whatever. That's, valid. And that's where they get the enjoyment from it. Yeah, um, let people play how they want to play. Right, and you know, and I'm like, there's nothing wrong with playing on hard mode and being like, yeah, I beat it on hard mode. What the problem is is if you then use that as a weapon against other people and say that they're not a real gamer or that you are somehow better because you you did it on hard mode and this also sort of weirdly reminds me of like uh world of literature and science fiction like a lot of the old school science fiction fans are oh well if you didn't literally go back to the 30s and read heinlein and bradbury and asimov and all the classics of science fiction you're not a real science fiction literature fan if you got into sci-fi and fantasy because you read the hunger games you're not a real fan or something like that and a lot of younger generation people you know my age and younger at least are kind of like fuck you yeah you know i like a lot of my science fiction reading was fucking doctor who books like i Mm -hmm. tore through the new adventure series in the 90s that came out every month for like seven six or seven years and i'm like yeah i've read a bunch of science fiction but i have not read a shitload of bradbury i've read i read the illustrated man it's one of his short story collections and you know it was it was good i enjoyed it but i haven't read all of those classics because you have any idea how many new books are published every week yeah like fucking more than you could read in your life are published all the time it's like, it's hard enough to keep up with whatever the new hotness is, or, oh, I have three or four authors that I really like. It's hard enough to keep up with their new shit. I mean, when I was a kid, I voraciously read D&D novels, mm-hmm. like the, you know, Pool of Radiance, and Aria Salvatore, and Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman, and all those. I know Tyrion has a shitload of books in those kinds of series. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were good pulp books. And then I read, like, all of the Pern novels by Anne McCaffrey. Like, that was what got me started. Now, like, I've read a... I don't think I've actually read, like, an Asimov book start to finish, but I've read the graphic novelizations of uh, a couple of them. One of the companies, it's either Apple TV or HBO, are doing an adaptation Found- of, of the Foundation That's series. Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah. And Panther and, is extremely excited for and it. And, like, I have not read the books, but I'm kind of like, I'm going to, I'll check out the series when it comes out. And, like, it, it's a weird gatekeeping kind of thing. It is. It's, that is exactly what it is. It's a gatekeeping thing. It's and, the, you know, yeah. oh, you like folk metal, name five bands. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you like black metal, name five churches you've burned down. You know? You don't get the reference. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, sorry. It, I was thinking of something else. And then it took me a second. I'm like, oh yeah, I've I've listened to that last podcast on the left series. <laughs> okay, I'm a real LP on the left fan. I've listened to their their three part series on the black metal Norwegian black metal scene. Or but whatever. have you listened to the five part episode on the Black Death? No. Um, <laughs> 
I haven't actually, I haven't listened to them in a while. Eh, that's fine. But I drop in and out of podcasts sometimes, and sometimes I'll just go be in a mood for certain series and then go catch up on the fucking hundred episodes that I haven't listened to. Hey, or something. That's totally valid. <laughs> but basically, going back to the gaming thing, like, Xbox, the official Xbox account tweeted, beating the game on the lowest difficulty is still beating the game, which, of course, as you know, the tweets are all very supportive and very good-natured, because that's how gamers are. Oh, of course. Of course. Totally. And then Double Fine, the company that publishes and makes Psychonauts 2, says, if you beat Psychonauts 2 with the Invincibility Toggle on, you still beat P2. Uh, excuse me, I beat Sword Guy Serious Time on a no-hit hard mode, and if you didn't do that, I don't respect you. And, like, can you even comment on things if you're not Diamond 6 rank and shooting McBlam? I don't think so. This is from their official Twitter I, I account. I know, and what's funny about that is that all those games, I don't know if those are parody names they came up with, the Shooting McBlam or... No, what? they're parody. Okay, yeah. Like, I don't know if those are... Because, like, Psychonauts sounds just as silly as Shooty McBlam guy or something. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm like, I'm so out of the loop with that. Yeah. I have no idea. And they follow up with a third tweet. All people should be able to enjoy games. All ages, all possible needs. It's an ongoing and important process for our industry and a challenge we need to meet. End of the day, I want you to have fun, to laugh, to experience a story that affects you on whatever terms you want. Like, yes, obviously, gamers, people should be able to play the games if they want to. There are plenty of games that I like to watch people play, especially since, like, Summer Games Unquick just happened, and I got yeah. to watch a bunch of good speedruns, and I've still been catching up on a few well, during like the I week. I watched you play Portal, and I enjoyed watching the story and had no urge to play it by myself, but I was like, oh, hey, that was a really good game. And, yeah. like, you or, know, you'd played most of it already, so, you know, it wasn't watching you beat your head against it for, like, two hours or something. You know? Or the social aspect of playing, of watching Pokemon Snap. Right, yeah. That was fun. Yeah, which mm -hmm. we totally did, yeah. But, like, putting a toggle in a single-player game like that doesn't harm anybody. It gives you the option of just being like, fuck it, I just want to play the game. Because a lot of people in the original Psychonauts couldn't beat the last couple stages because the, the difficulty ramped way up. And so, as a result sales suffered so like on one hand they're being inclusive and that's very good but on the other hand capitalism baby they want everybody to be able to pay 70 dollars for their game and enjoy it and beat it and then have good feelings about it so they continue to purchase double fine games oh shit yeah i mean occasionally something kind of positive comes out of capitalism i mean i mean capitalism is still a horrible economic system and you know for any of you new countries listening to this you should totally not do it i mean uh, <laughs> i mean i'm not discounting it i'm just saying it's like on one hand yes it's good that they're doing this on the other hand there is a totally capitalistic reason as to why they're doing this too yeah, because they like money and i'm like i'm gonna say the same thing about that as i say about queer pride it's like yes a lot of it is super fake corporate pride shit but then on the other hand as somebody pointed out being a 15-year-old in, like, a rural part of the country that is surrounded by homophobia, walking through the mall in June and seeing all of these stores with their pride flags out and everything like that means a lot to someone who's, like, young and struggling with, with being queer in, in a queer-phobic society. And, and, you know, some good comes out of it. And just because the corporate high-level people are shills doesn't mean all their queer employees aren't like yee, you know. Again, I'm not. I'm not discounting yeah, I know. the, the good. Oh, no, the no. good push. I'm. I'm. Ag I'm just agreeing vociferously with you that I'm like you know. Yeah, this is going to make accessibility better for for some gamers, and that's a good thing. And it 
it really says a lot that, oh, hey, accessibility and being queer friendly is actually where the money is. Yeah. You know? Like, turns out if you make it accessible to more people, more people can give you money for your game. And, and this goes back to, like, so I, had a, I saw a conversation in a um, furry dealer group about how to meet other furries and would that improve your sales if you had, like, more furry friends and stuff like that. And, you know, and my take on that is just, like, anything. It's just, like, don't just don't be a dick and don't be fake, you know? Just be nice to people. Be a good person to work with. You will make friends. You will make business contacts who respect you. You will get customers to buy your shit. And what companies making accessible games and having queer-friendly policies and, like, before same-sex marriage was legal, having partner benefits and stuff like that, that's profitable. That helps your bottom line. So just not... And you see all these people that are just total shitbags. Like, they're, they're not on the winning side, either in history, society's opinion, or economically. So it's kind of funny, really, that, like, conservatives are all about big business making money, and that's the only thing that matters, but they're also extremely homophobic. And those two goals clash into each other. Like, they're not helping themselves with those values. And there's a really good thread by Stephen Spawn, who is the head, the COO of Able Gamers, which is a gaming... Uh, organization that helps helps disabled gamers get like custom controllers and they advocate for accessibility options in games and this was them okay, yeah. going doing doing a thread about how like a lot of these things these people are saying are wrong and assholeish. it's good to see people pushing back because like another game that didn't get hate for accessibility last of us 2 mm-hmm. they got hated on by gamers because lots of other dumb bullshit but like that was the game that oh had my like God, was there a black character in it <laughs> yes, and there was a trans mask character, and the game switches perspectives between two different characters, and, 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 and. Oh they, shit, it's the end of the fucking world. And My bo- Nintendo just melted itself. Both the main characters were women. <laughs> they said that, like, oh, the other main character, Abby, looks like a dude. Is she really a woman? And, and like, they literally modeled it after, like, a bodybuilder lady. I- I'm sorry, man, if... If video gamers are going to do that, it will cause a trans lesbian to break down your front door and shoot all of your gaming consoles. It's, and it's you just with what estrogen. happens when you have equality in games. Yep. Um, but it had a lot of extremely granular uh, accessibility options, like colorblind modes, as well as like gameplay things, where it's like, if you're in the grass, you can just be invisible, and they can't detect you, because if you're having trouble with the stealth section, that's not fun. If you want to tweak it, you can, and it doesn't punish you for it either. But yeah, I'll link the Steven Spawn thread, because it's actually fairly long, but it's like, look, first of all, more people playing games is, is overall good, and gatekeeping this is shitty, and don't use one disabled person's ability to beat Sekiro with their feet as indication that other disabled people can do whatever, too. Yeah. Like, don't literally pit disabled people against each other in an argument against accessibility options. That is, like, really shitty. That's, That's like saying, Michael Phelps can swim. He's fine. Well, I can swim, too, but I'm not going to win a gold medal doing it. You know, I am not Michael Phelps, and you are not... I forget his you, name. You don't have the Lance genetic no, no, no. mutation they, that they, doesn't make your muscles create lactic acid at the correct rate, so you don't get tired as fast. The No, the, the gamer who beat 
Dark Souls, was it? Sekiro. Sekiro. Yeah. So, that's like that's like saying, well, this one incredible person did it, so everybody's okay. Versus, you know, I'm not going to win a gold medal because I'm not Michael Phelps. I can swim, but, you know. So what's interesting about that, Shiva, and this will, I'm sorry, take us down a whole couple of other tangents here. So there's a, a lot of TERFs are really pushing these anti-trans laws, especially in girls' sports right now. Mm-hmm. To try to keep trans girls from being able to play. Is this about the Olympics? It, it, no. Well, not well. The Olympics have their own problems as well. Yeah. This is more of a general thing. That in general, they're like, well, their point of view is if you let a boy play on the girls' team, they have an unfair advantage. And it's like, number one, they're not a boy. If they're a trans girl, they're a girl. But number two, like, they found out that Michael Phelps, as Saverin says, has an odd genetic quirk where his muscles don't make lactic acid as fast as other people. They don't get torn down as much, and and he's able to swim harder, faster, stronger, longer, whatever, you know, the Daft Punk song. And they've also pulled this shit. There was a, uh, I don't remember their names, but there was two African women in like track and field I think nigerian i'm not sure i got well, let me look. yeah they're they're from one of the african or countries Kenyan. and they had like uh an, another genetic quirk that had they had like a a higher than the female average amount of testosterone yeah that's who i was going to bring up yeah. yeah and so they're trying to disqualify her from playing in women's sports and this is a cis woman. It's the same shit that got Caster Semenya uh, expelled from her run, her running. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's cis, as far as I know. And, like, she just has genetic quirk. But their genetic quirks make them extremely good at running. Yeah. And better than, like, white athletes. Uh, Nambian. Okay. Nambian? Okay. What's interesting, though, is that this hate is always... It's based in misogyny. Because it is always, it starts out directed at trans girls, but then it ends up harming cis women as well, as in the case with the with the with those two athletes. And this leads me to another interesting thing I uh, I, I heard about recently, and I heard about this. Uh, Ursula Burnham uh, was a guest on Merle Lafferty's podcast, Ditch Diggers, and they happened to get into a conversation about Seabiscuit the horse the uh-huh. famous racing horse and who was just like an amazing racer and was like oh my god well after seabiscuit died they did an autopsy and they discovered that seabiscuit's heart was like a lot larger than normal and normally that's a bad thing normally that that kills horses and humans earlier than normal but not in his case and he also had an additional advantage that there is a point in in a horse's gait where all four hooves leave the ground. And normally it happens once in a horse's gait. And in sea biscuits it happened twice because of just additional genetic anomalies mm-hmm. that sea biscuit had, which was you are literally flying because you are you're not in touch with the ground two times per gallop or whatever. And they didn't go back and be like, oh, well, you know, we have to disqualify all of Seabiscuit's shit now because he had an unfair genetic advantage. And they were like, just like, this makes his cum that much more valuable. Um, I mean, that's this is where, like, mutations and such 
get bred into things. Into, like, yes, exactly. Also, on to Saffron's point, what was the, the other thing that uh, Ursula pointed out is that apparently uh, Seabiscuit didn't breed well. His boys did not swim. Oh. Apparently. So, it, yeah, his cum would have probably been valuable, but it, it it wasn't all that potent, funny enough. Oh. So. Maybe also due to other genetic quirks. Yeah. Could, could have been. Yeah. But it's just, the, the whole unfair genetic thing is just so stupid. Then there was the other woman. Well, I mean, shit, you're at the fucking Olympics. You are a freak of nature by the design. Right. And like, then there you was were another the woman. the peak of human Perfection. performance. Yeah, that's the whole thing is to find the outliers, the amazing people. And another woman was recently disqualified from one of these things. I, I, I might have been the Olympics or it might have been something else. I don't know. Because she had weed in her system. Oh, yeah. She was and an American you, runner. And as from you know. Here in Dallas. Oh, shit. Oh. And as you know, weed is not a performance enhancing drug. Actually, I heard <laughs> the reasons for that. Oh? She was disqualified it because it's a sedative. And it can be used to basically counter nerves, which is a big thing in competitions. Is how you handle the nerves and such leading up to competition is as important because it's part of the mind game that goes into competition. And if you sedate, it's like any sedative is outlawed uh -huh. because it can help calm you. It can help put you in a better frame of mind, which when you're competing, the mental part about it is just as important as right. the physical. So that's there. But but it's way far out from her actually competing. I could see, like, okay, see, the I, day before. I can't even see that as a good justification, though. But, you know, I understand that's their official explanation for the shit they pulled. But what do you do for people that have anxiety? You know, are they going to count fucking Paxil as a... Uh, is a performance enhancing drug because it calms sure people's how, anxiety. I'm not sure how they play with you know that kind of anxiety drugs. Yeah, yeah. I I mean everybody who competes has anxiety because you are ramped up and that's part of the yeah the whole thing. But if thing. you have anxiety anyway, it can be like you know my anxiety causes me crippling stomach pain, and I'm like I'm I'm not going to run a marathon anyway. But you know what I mean. If I was a marathon runner, that would make me. That would severely inhibit my ability to compete if and, I wasn't on my medication. And, you know, I know a lot of people with anxiety take weed, take weed like a pill, but do weed as... Inject take, five whole marijuanas. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's, that's, I don't know all how all the other sedatives and, like, uh, anxiety mm -hmm. drugs come into play for that. That's just how I heard why that particular thing is... Like I said, I'm sure that's the their official explanation for it. I I still think it's bullshit. And also, the gal who's here from Dallas, she's also queer. Yeah, isn't she black? Yeah. Yeah. See, this is just the fucking oh, the, a black woman is doing well. We got to tear her down. You she's see from the like amount Richardson. of shit. See the amount of shit Simone Biles gets for yeah. being a fucking amazing tennis player. So the the one I gymnastics. remember gymnastics. She's gymnastics. No, oh, who's the it was Celine, Ser Serena Williams. Serena Williams. Okay, so so yeah, Simone Biles does get bullshit also. Oh, look, she is fucking but amazing. Serena Williams, the one I, now she's gotten shit multiple occasions, but the one I remember was she had just given birth and the doctor told us told her she had a high risk of blood clots in her legs. So she competed in a non traditional tennis outfit which was like a black cat suit and the reason she did that was because the the pressure on her legs was 
keeping her from getting blood clots. Yeah. So, like, first of all, it's fucking amazing for a woman to drop a baby and then be like, I'm going to go play some fucking tennis at a competitive level. But, uh, you know, she should get a fucking medal just for that shit. But the fact that they, like, they fucked with her about it because she wasn't wearing the traditional league-approved or whatever bullshit outfit. Well, you've heard about, uh, you know, the... uh... Oh, and Simone Biles did the fucking super amazing move that that nobody else can really do. And And so she's got to... counted her off on it because they don't want other people to try it because they might hurt themselves. Well, (laughs) she did it. And she didn't hurt herself. Yeah. But also, tangent along those lines is uh, swim caps. Yeah. The uh, mm. Did you hear about the swim cap bullshit? I'm sure this has something to do with black people's natural hair. It does. Exactly. Yeah. I can call the bullshit a mile away. Okay, because so someone does... with dreads, I'm assuming, or something. Or even a fear. Or a fro. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's basically, it's like, it doesn't conform to the outline of the head. Is what their uh, official ruling is. And it's a slightly more voluminous head cap. Um, because, well, there's a lot more hair underneath there with a lot more body. I mean, it is what grows on people's heads. And yeah. they basically, it was a UK company mm-hmm. that came up with swim caps to accommodate um, black folks' natural hair. Right. Because the swim caps that everybody uses was, frankly, designed for white people. Because, well... Back than it was. Because white people were in control of everything. So it's I a mean, slightly it's... more more voluminous back of the head, you know. It, it's it has to accommodate more bulk. Not bulk fluff. There, there's right. no body yeah. in there. Yeah. And they said, No, no, not allowed because it does not conform to the natural confi- you know, shape of the skull. I'm like, guys. But you are right, Fuzz. It does kind of always roll back to white supremacy in some oh, form yeah. or another. Because there was that uh, high school wrestlers, like a 17-year-old kid had dreadlocks, and they disqualified him from wrestling because his hair wasn't like the other kids. This was years ago. Yeah. But it was the first time I'd heard of that, and it's like, oh, that's, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. So accessibility needs to be addressed in both the Olympics as well as in gaming. Honestly, they should just cancel the Olympics this year. Actually, yeah, because they canceled them for 2020, and now they're like, actually, we're still under a COVID state of emergency, so a, we you can't actually attend the Olympics. Right. They're going to happen. And at they're that just, point, it's just like you're do doing a people, track meet. Are, are they like all just? people flying in to run against each other are they all running in like different places and clocking them it it does apparently like everybody has to be tested or like quarantined or whatever Mm -hmm. i guess but then again i saw some dumb shit american was like i'm gonna play unvaccinated and i'm like i don't know if japan will let you in the country um but that's not my problem that's his um but yeah it's just like the olympics because covid's still a big fucking thing man if i was a fucking athlete and my whole physically fit and there's a disease that there that will shred my lungs yeah so that that will completely sideline and not counting all the other shit it does to your body right if you've got half a chance of saving yourself from getting physically destroyed would you not take it People are stupid. I remember early on in COVID seeing photographs of this guy who was a bodybuilder and he got COVID and he showed like before and after pictures. He, he looked how... like someone hollowed him out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, he, he, it, he looked like someone who'd gone through, like, chemo for years. Yeah, and he, he posted was, it. It was just like, hey, this is real. This is what it did to me. It doesn't just affect, quote-unquote, weak people. Because a lot of the, the conservatives are being like, oh, it's only going to kill off people with weak immune systems and shit like that. It, it's only going to kill off the unworthy, the ones unloved by God. It'll reduce the surplus population. <laughs> quote yeah. Dickens. Relating to that, though, um, you should not take horse deworming paste or dog heartworm pills to try to ward off COVID-19. This is the latest stupid fucking thing to come out of the the conservative sphere. Yeah, Don't so... do this. So they... I, and, and I first learned about this in another completely off of that topic Telegram chat because someone that owned horses was in that chat. And they were, like, saying that these things, this particular tube of paste already says for use in horses only on on the packaging. But now, like, the local, like, veterinary supply stores now also have signs on the shelf saying this is not for use to treat COVID in humans. This is for use in horses only. I'm not at all surprised that it's, it's being applied to dog deworming pills as well. Yeah, it's ivermectin is for heartworm. They will literally do fucking anything except get the fucking vaccine. Yeah, and this was, it was an Egyptian study that apparently plagiarized a lot of their text in the study. Their data sets are wrong. Like, the the mm-hmm. Guardian put out this big article about, like, hey, this is actually really fucking stupid. Don't do this. This is along the same lines as, like, oh, azithromycin will take care of it. Oh, hydroxychloroquine will take care of it. No, these things are, like, anti-malarials. These things are fucking antimicrobial, like, they're antibiotic. COVID's a virus. Bacteria and viruses are different things. I mean, it'd be really bad for me because my tapeworm is how I'm losing weight. <laughs> That's and a joke, although people were actually doing that also. In, like, uh, the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s? No, not, no, like, five years ago, oh. I read about this. People were going to less reputable medical establishments and literally having a tapeworm implanted in them so that they could lose weight. And then having it surgically removed afterwards. Okay. Well, see, back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, they would sell tapeworm eggs as pills, and you could take them and do that. But they didn't have good ways of getting them out of you. But that's not surprising to know that people were still doing it just a few years ago. Yeah. But yeah, Ivermectin, it's a heartworm medication, and it functionally turns your blood toxic. It's similar to chemotherapy in that regard. It makes it so that the things that feed off your blood or in your blood supply can't live. You won't die, but they do. And is it, is that the stuff they use to treat heartworm or prevent heartworm? It's preventative. Okay. Um, it's not as harsh as actual heartworm pills because those are really harsh on the little dogs. But like, it's the, it's the same reason that like when Adam or Bo take Trefexis, they feel like shit for a couple days because it doesn't. It's not pleasant. Mm. Um, and like, actually, my vet stopped selling Trefexis and they shifted us to uh, Sympatica Trio which is a different medication that Adam does not react badly to. Oh, that's good. Because, um, like, when he was on Trifexis, like, first day or two, he'd just throw up a couple times. He was, and he was super listless. Like, oh. he was lazier than normal, but, like, in a I'm unhappy way, right. rather than just I want to go lay in the sun. Um, 
But anyways. Well, Bo's quiet for usually like the day following and then he's back. And since he gained more weight and he's not quite right on the big dog, <laughs> medium-sized dog cusp, he's gotten a lot better about it. Yeah. But yeah, when he was like right on the edge and taking the big dog pills, he was just rough for a day or so. But yeah, like don't take shit off label. It's not tested to work on that. And now that like they're actually doing testing, they're like, it actually negative helps. Which is to say, it harms. Right. So, like, get yourself the fucking vaccine, please. Like, Kage posted a tweet. It's like, hey, you know, anytime you see somebody bragging about the fact that they aren't taking the vaccine or bragging because Biden's vaccine numbers didn't get hit, be reminded that's why you couldn't go to Anthrocon this year. Yeah. And it's like, yup. And there was, like, one shitty reply on there, and everyone was like, oh, Found, found one. Yeah. Yeah. They were I like, was like, hey, Kage, <laughs> can you ban this guy? <laughs> yeah, there was some, like, 12 follower dumb shit. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. There's some weird-ass furries on Twitter. Like, people that were like, oh, uh, I, I tagged you, the Fur Planet account on this one, too, because it was, like, some weirdo furry claiming that F.A. selling shirts was just financing Dragoneer's mansion. (laughs) (laughs) And then Dragoneer posted the pitch of this bad shit, and it was sort of purple hue. I was like, well, of course it's yours. It's purple. It's like, what do you mean that all furry businesses aren't on Multimania? Are you telling me that for Planet Tower isn't real? (laughs) I swear, you make any money in this fandom, and you are suddenly... A sellout. You are petite bourgeois. You know, or they think that you got so much money and you're just taking advantage of people. Yeah. It's like, I have a rough idea what hosting costs. I see what FA has. I know that their hosting bill is probably pretty chunky. This is one of those things where it's like last week on the episode, I was like, oh, look, Pepper Cody stirred shit again. And then he inadvertently caused harassment to a bunch of creators. Could you not do that? Okay. Dude, I, I like your music and stuff but you really stir too much shit on twitter.com because like yeah like if you're gonna point fingers they're like oh hey bad dragon makes a lot of money but i'm not gonna name names well everybody else goes oh it must be first suit maker x or y or artist z and it's like guys don't do that and lord help you if you actually make a living doing furry products because then you are clearly taking advantage of people because you're not doing it for cost yeah. You're actually making a livelihood and paying bills, which means that you are making unfair profit off the backs of everybody. Oh. You know, that that's evil, you know that? Not quite. But I, still. I I'm sorry. I know you're you're I'm just saying devil's advocate in here, but apparently like I don't have numbers because 'cause I'm not in this field, but like apparently even the material cost of making a fursuit oh, it's fucking is outrageous. a hefty chunk of money. So when people are like Paying three grand, five grand, whatever for a fur suit, it's like a good chunk of that is just the fucking fur and everything that goes into sculpting. The Plus head all shit. those times, all the so foam, and then you're like, no, they, you know, even at minimum wage, it's going to be expensive. But also, they shouldn't be working for minimum wage. They should be making a living wage. It's their fucking business, you know. They're skilled craftspeople that have, many of them, honed their skill over years and decades. Like, you you want to know why some of the, the really high-end fursuit makers can charge, like, ten grand for a fursuit? It's because if they open up a slot, it's immediately taken. So, they know their fucking value, 
And you're not paying just for that suit. It's like art. You're paying for the years and years of development of those skills mm-hmm. and and the knowledge. And it's like, you know, when you go to a lawyer, you're not paying them oh to like God. look at a couple of books that did to fill out a form for you. You know, you're paying for the fact that they have an intimate knowledge of shit that you don't. <laughs> It's kind of like when you go from job to job. It's like, if I go to another place of work and I've got marketable skills, they're paying me for all the years I spent learning my trade. Yeah. You know. And in your line of business, if you have, like, certifications or anything like that, that all comes along with it, too. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Panther has a bunch of certifications for this stuff. So, this is me going, oh, my God. So, I went to Joanne's website because... Uh, Oh, Joanne's Fabric. Joanne Fabric. right. So this is just one of faux fabric husky brand because of course I clicked on that one. Yeah, its regular price is forty dollars a yard. Jesus, and I don't know how much. How many yards it takes to? Yeah, like I'm assuming it's more than five. Yeah, I don't know. And of course, I'm assuming that's one color too. That's only one color, and like it has eight colors and styles, and yada yada yada, and it's like. They can ship it to you two yards minimum, but it's out of stock in in the local store. And that's just an off the cuff thing. Like fursuit makers have, yeah, their they have their suppliers own suppliers and, and shit. But and it's I'm, still just like wow. And I know they're always out hunting for some elusive color they haven't been able to get. Yeah. Or hey, there's this remnant I can use a little bit of. Mm-hmm. Make a pair of ears or something out of mm-hmm. this little bit that's left. Yeah, but. In any event, it's just like, man, we're uh, we're probably preaching to the choir, but like maybe some people learn some things. Yeah, about like shit that they seriously, because it was like the. I mean, how many it people was, before I listened to this episode knew that Sea Biscuits Come was no good? So that there's yeah. some education for you. Right or there. who knew Australia had first had official government personas? Well, everyone on Twitter, but okay, you know, we've probably informed some people. There was no bank complex that was like yes catching shit because they have an employee yeah and they recently moved to an office slash warehouse because it was taking their over their home was taking up too much space in their house i mean and that's it's, and it's like oh and, and when i say house it's like they ran they tweeted that they're like own a house here ah we rent our house and our office you know <laughs> yeah i don't know man just God. consider your words when you have a large platform is generally a good idea. And um, I didn't even know that that was the... At the time that I saw Nomad Complex tweet that, I didn't know what the seed of that was. I was just like, people are giving this very t-shirt company shit about unionizing? Yeah, because last week we fuck? joked about like, oh, you know, you, you joked about like, oh, me, my husband, and my dog are unionizing. Yes, and, yes. And it's like, oh, no, actually, there's some negative consequences to this, because some people have no chill on Twitter.com. Shiva, do you know how much the board president of Furry Fiesta makes? (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Intimately. Negative. Oh, God. Probably at this point. I was going to say, I spend money on the con. (laughs) I don't make money. It's Uh, a negative profit. I would say I'm probably up, like discounting the seed money that we contributed at the start probably put five grand in the in the con over the last decade or so a lot but that doesn't matter i do it for the love of the fandom but anyways that was just what i was like that was yeah. just such a killer line that it, one time we got yeah it like you know yeah we put money in and we don't mind because we did it for the love of the fandom the only thing that 
is annoying about that whole situation is when people come and they're like, oh, the board is making money or the staff is making money or whenever a con changes something, anything, people are like, they don't care about their attendees. They just care about making money. And it's like, what fucking money? Okay, actually, I want to... Um, I'm not going to name names, but I... I did a I did a search of all of the cause like um, tax filing information for five hundred one c threes and c sevens is is public knowledge because uh-huh. they're registered charities and they actually you can you can look up and find some of their tax documents online and there's a line in in most of the tax documents for salaries I looked up like ten of the largest furry cons that I could think of at the time that I knew were registered as C-class charities. Only one of them actually paid members of the board. It was not Furry Fiesta. I won't say who it was. You do your own research or, you know, DM me. Um, And even that amount that they were paid, not enough to live on, not you know for not not really enough to cover a year of work so furries are not getting rich running furry cons it's quite the reverse it is a energy soul-sucking time sink to be on a con staff yeah that people only do because they're really passionate about it and if you wonder why cons have high turnover it's because People get burned out after a while, and you burn them out faster when you come at them on Twitter.com for bullshit reasons or thinking that they're... Now, I will say, do not join a con staff because you think it's going to be so cool and you want clout. Some people do that, and they burn out super fast when they realize that if you're con staff, don't expect to have fun at the con that you're staffing at, that's not the point of you staffing that con. You're staffing that con to work and to make sure that other people have fun. Then you put on a t-shirt that says, not my con, not my problem, and you go to another convention to have fun at. Yeah, I've already purchased a Xbox Series S Mm -hmm. this year. I mean, yes, it's technically for me, but also if I can get my hands on an Xbox Series x i'm gonna buy that too mm-hmm. and so it's like these are purchases for myself but also hey i have this xbox series s for fiesta now yeah like i have barely i've played peggle and bejeweled and really you know next gen it up um <laughs> playing xbox 360 games on my brand new console but like <laughs> i was like hell yes i have this for me but i got it for fiesta and you know what if i can get a hold of a uh Series, series X, X I'm yeah. totally slapping Marvel vs. Capcom 3 in that baby. Not Strive, not Mortal Kombat 11, fucking <laughs> Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, because oh. fuck Infinite. I don't remember what year the Wii came out, but I know my Nintendo Wii attended every furry fiesta since it was released. Yep, <laughs> I still have it, it's in the box. And then eventually I just donated it to you for the con. Well, because... you've got our Wii for the same reason. And your PS3. And our PS3. Yeah, I eventually, yeah. I actually moved your PS3 off the shelf because it wasn't actually plugged in anymore, and now the uh, 
the CMOS the, batteries died? Or? No, it's just I wasn't using it. Oh, okay. I have a PS4. Right. But I have the uh, Xbox where it was now. But anyways. But you can still spin it up. But yeah, if I need to. Have, uh, because PS3 games don't play on PS4. Because Sony hates backwards compatibility. Because whatever yeah. reason. Anyways, that being well, said... Well, unlike Constaff, they are doing it for the money. Yes. <laughs> um, that being said, though, they did announce the new Steam Deck. This oh, yeah. is something super fucking cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so Steam, they... Last few years ago, they did the Steam machines where they're like, look, we want people to make systems that use our Linux-based OS and use them for Steam-based applications. And now, and eventually they petered out because, like, no, because they had a bunch of people making it, they, no one Steam machine could play all the Steam games that they wanted to at the time. There were ones coming out there like $1,200 that couldn't play the current gen stuff. Because they had, like, older parts in them and whatever. Um, So now Steam has come around and they're going, all right, fuck it. We're making it ourselves. Uh, We'll make our own own Switch with Blackjack and Hookers. And it is a single SKU. Well, it's a single device unit. And there's three SKUs that have varying sizes of hard drive. Which, honestly, if you get the base model that only has 64 gigs of space, you're really gimping yourself because that means you can't install certain games. I'm hoping to get the big boy expensive one, or at least <laughs> register to get one tomorrow once they go live at like noon local our so time. So it's like two different um, storage capacities? Three. Three. It's like 64, 256, and 512 or something like that. It's like, I want to reserve mine, but they're not open yet. Yeah, 512 NVMe SSD for 650. It goes 64, 256, 512. But what's nice is that it has a custom APU, so it's a custom AMD CPU-GPU combo that shares 16 gigs of RAM. Like, AMD makes pretty good APU units. There's a new type of thing. Um, It's similar to what Apple Silicon is doing with the M1 chips, Mm -hmm. where it's all one die. And I know I'm, I'm speaking gibberish to you, Fuzz that's fine um, but anyways it's it's a linux device that has a steam os that has a built-in compatibility layer so you can play all your steam games on this little device so like you can play portal 2 for four hours so it doesn't have a huge battery but that can be aftermarket fixed but like because it's a linux device that thing is going to be a beast for emulation would you like to oh, yeah. like you can get it also has a uh, micro People sd card slot so you can thing. get a retro arch pie is that like a chameleon arch from when i changed myself into another species like yes it lets you play all the old consoles but you can get a retro arch like thing for the raspberry pi you can flash that to an sd card sd card Uh pop that bitch in and just run it off that and you have a modern ass computer in your hand that can play every video game from like playstation 2 back oh shit maybe later depending i don't know uh, I'm assuming that it could probably emulate up to GameCube, PlayStation 2 pretty well. I'm not sure. May even play Peggle. Yeah. You know what they say? If you like Peggle, you like casual games. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking at you and I'm like, it's a joke I don't about have a pegging. dirty joke in my head and uh, I don't know where you're going with this. Uh, okay, gotcha. But there's also like, there's a dock and a powered, you, you can also use a powered USB-C, USB-C hub if you got that lying around. Official docs will definitely blah, blah, blah. And they also have a reservation system in place that you have to have an account that was, has made a purchase before June of last month mm-hmm. to prevent people from like making a bunch of accounts and scalping them because they're limiting it to one per account. 
So um, hopefully I'll be able to get a reservation for the big boy one here tomorrow at noon. Because if anything, it's an absolutely fascinating piece of hardware. And Mm -hmm. the fact that this could also like kind of replace taking a switch from places. Because like Nintendo is like, hey, we're updating the hardware of the switch. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. We're giving it a shinier screen and a better like stand and it's like an oled yes an oled screen so it's like our phones here right but no difference on the internals like we integrated a a a cat 5 port so you can have a wired internet connection are you happy are you not entertained it's 50 dollars more yeah oh on the dock on the dock yeah no that makes sense yeah um because it was previously wi-fi only or you had to get a usb dongle for it right yeah yeah and they sense. were like, no, if you're going to play the games, like competitive games online, you need to be wired. Please do not be on Wi-Fi when you're trying to play Salmon Run in Splatoon 2. I didn't even think that like they had online competitive game. Well, I mean, a, I know it has online compatibility. It's very few. Yeah, because like, even Animal Crossing, you can visit someone else's island. <laughs> yeah, online. and it's super fucking finicky. And it's like, oh, sorry, your internet connection got disrupted. Well, it rolled everybody back. So all anything you did or traded is now reverted. It's very bad anyways i'm i really hope that i'll be able to get my hands on one of these because it's a neat looking device Um, i was just thinking i swear sony should just put a ps ps6 on pre-sale now and let people buy them and then be like you know in five years or whatever when they roll it out they'll know exactly how many they should have made yeah (laughs) i just like because just give up on getting a PS5 at retail anytime. I mean, at least with the pre-order thing, like, they're going to be shipping in December. So, like, they have a lead time, but I'm assuming they have the parts in hand to make a bunch. Okay, so they are doing pre-orders for... Yeah, well, it's a fi- you put $5 down. It's like reserving a game at GameStop, and then when uh-huh. they become available for sale, they'll, like, you have hit the you... You have option to buy it. Yeah, they hit you up in the order, and if you opt not to, they just refund your 5 bucks. Onto your Steam wallet. It's really not a bad deal. But yeah, like, this thing says you can play Control Ultimate Edition on it, and I'm like, I'd like to fucking see that happen. But it's newer hardware than, like, a PlayStation 4, so yeah, theoretically, you can totally do that. This is the handheld one? Yeah, this is this handheld Steam Deck, and I'm like, hmm. How much is the retail on it? The base model's 400, and the big boy is 649, because it has the 512 SSD. Right, yeah. Um, handheld computer. Like, it, it is a handheld computer. Like, you can plug... If you get the dock, you can video out to a TV. Mm-hmm. You can plug in a mouse and keyboard. So it's like a Mac Mini. It's Yeah, it's it's a little Mac Mini, except it has a screen. Yeah. Like, it is a neat-ass device, in well, theory. I'm always surprised, because we've got our PS4 in here, which is the living room. And I watched Siam play it streaming to his PC. And there's no lag. Yeah. Like, he's playing it live... From there into here, and it works fine. What's really cool now, um, Microsoft has added XPlay to. Uh, they're they're doing uh, X or XCloud is what it is. XCloud. You go to Xbox.com/play and you log in and you can play streaming games from their server or you're from your console in a browser hmm. or on your phone. Now I wouldn't want to try to play like I don't know much of anything, but. I could, on my phone right now, well, I don't know if I can do it in iOS, but I know I can do it in, in uh, Chrome or Safari here, log in mm-hmm. to my console at home, turn it on remotely, and be like, I'm playing some fucking Peggle. I love that you always shoot for the moon on 
these high tech things. Yeah, man. Like I, I gotta, I gotta be able to play my bejeweled. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I told the anecdote where I said I literally had a game, an endless game of bejeweled, <laughs> yes. playing on my phone yes. for over a year, <laughs> and only stopped because they didn't update the kernel when it went from 32 to 64 bit oh bummer and so i lost my progress but Uh, i love that shit on my phone yeah like am i a casual i guess but i that's what i like and yeah like i'll i'll install fucking i don't know what's a casual ass game that people mock i don't know i'll you know i'll find a way to put peggle on this bitch usually candy crush (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, I've got the, the big boy 650 model, and I'm playing Candy Crush. It's a lot of fun. It's like, ooh, I've got uh, Animal Crossing. I want you to do that. I want you to tweet that, and I just want to see people raid her. Like, oh, my God. Like, fucking I... Savern gaming account and don't block anybody, and then just laugh at the fucking... Yeah, just, like, play the most the casual, ungamer games. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm playing Chicory. Oh, look at me. I'm playing every, you know, cutesy, soft pastel game that was on the Wholesome Game Show during uh, E3. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm playing all these little furry games, super le- super lesbian animal RPG. This is like having access to, like, one of those super rare quantum computers and then using it to hand code HTML and notepad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Fuzz, I have... Like a top end gaming PC, and what did I say I've been playing recently? <laughs> Fucking Minecraft. <laughs> I beat Minecraft for the first time today. I killed the Ender Dragon in single player for the first time ever today in 2021. <laughs> it's been out like 10 years or something? Like Five. closer to 15 now. Oh shit, okay. Uh, and like, I just <laughs> never got around to doing it, but I finally did. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I beat Minecraft in the year of our Lord, 2021. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sure I'm a gamer. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know, man. It's like, I have, I ha- through the power of money, I'm going to play the dumbest shit possible, and I'm going to have fun with it. Yeah. And the gamers conceive so. all they want. Uh, so, yeah. Wow, guys, this is already past an hour 15. We're doing pretty good. I'm just thinking, like, buying one of those fucking $5,000 iMac Pros and then being like, can I put MS Paint on this bitch? Like... <laughs> so, I just found a picture of uh, those coins in the fan chat. Uh-huh. And, wow, oh, yeah. those are pretty. Yeah, yeah they're really nice. I love nice. the enamel flowers around the, the middle. They, they just really, really nice make this pop. It's like, these are legal tender, but who wants to spend them? Not I. Hey, I love the Mount Fuji one. Are our Fiesta coins legal tender? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I should, like, gather up all mine into one place and figure out a fucking display system. Well, because, like, I think Sable has one. Because she has, like, various challenge coins from previous things, and she has them all up there, uh, like, in the Zoom background. Oh, okay, cool. So, like, you, they can get little challenge coin stands. Yeah. They exist, because challenge coins exist across all... And I know Tyrion has a buttload of them, because there was some kind of game or comic that he kickstarted. And oh, kick-started. like Girl Genius or something? Yeah, I think it was Girl Genius, and, like, the max level came with, like, 10 or 15 different challenge coins design. Nice. So they're all in, like, individual pouches in his desk drawer, and it's like, yeah, maybe we should do something with these. The problem, though, is that it's like... I always would want to have like a 
some sort of display that you could spin or turn around. It wouldn't be wall mounted because, like, you want to be able to see both sides of it. Anyway, it's something I could look into. You know, I gather all my PS. So, actually, this is a yes. fun uh, tangent off challenge coins. Actually, okay, I found right. it's like because I, I remember this made me think about it. So, Disney. I mean, this is this is sort of a no brainer. Okay, Disney has a threat and intelligence monitoring department okay yeah so disney is a global company disney has parks and properties all over the world mm-hmm. they have studios they have all these things so yes it makes sense that they would have a threat monitoring system right. they would have a department that is like you know monitoring crazies online making sure that people aren't making threats towards their events or their parks or anything. But for some reason, people had their little minds blown at this fact because a Disney, Disney has challenge coins. And like, there's some pretty grim ones like Disney security. And it's like a fucking Punisher skull with Mickey Mouse ears. Um, And then there's one where it's like, as the fucking cops making challenge. coins. Yeah. Or the really fucking cursed, like Mickey Mouse, shape but like it also has the thin blue line flag in it and it's a tattoo on a people's calves real real grim shit uh-huh. but the, it was just like people was like wait a minute disney has that and then it was like this very mundane challenge coin design and like why why doesn't it have like goofy dressed like he's from the matrix in this like this is <laughs> disappointing they need to look like they're out of kingdom hearts with guns <laughs> and uh yeah disney has a global threat and intelligence group I'm gonna need you to comply, yuck. <laughs> you came to the wrong neighborhood, huh? <laughs> I'm not good at it. Yeah. Yeah, I can do snark. Yeah, the Thundercats theme park has a fucking security uh, division. You know. Speaking of cats, though, fucking. Drop the heat, asshole, or I'll drop you! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Beastar season two has dropped today. Yes, yes, it has. I watched the first episode. Sorry. Right. Yep. It's like the animation is it's still real. Like it's still very furry. Like the those models they have. I mean, they just didn't update the models really from what they had in season one. But it's still like the studio that did it has a really good understanding of how to make things move realistically and like how the characters like fall and scramble and mm-hmm. they move and like how they even like made it so that. When they're looking at a character kind of head on, they have like a little jowls, uh-huh. like dogs and wolves do. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, this is some good ass animation. <laughs> like, the story could be iffy, and like, there could be, like, you know, it could eventually go nowhere. But in the moment, mm. it looks good. Um, Kaiser Neko recently reposted the video that he made as part of Team, part of team Four Star of uh, why. B stars his best stars and it, it, it goes over what he likes about it and it's like you know wolves go woo and deer do this and buddies go down <laughs> but it's a it's a it's a really funny video but it's, it's good yeah i mean that that's good at least like i it's all it, the whole thing's dropped it's got another 12 episodes i think 13 episodes so you can watch it all now oh good um, good it's not like fucking loki that we had to like and they only did like six episodes yes but it's getting a season two okay i guess they were like this is expensive and and very experimental let's see what happens people fucking love it now the unfortunate side effect other thing is like dragon maid season two has dropped and apparently uh first season of miss kobayashi's dragon maid had some questionable points Mm. some 
parts with, you know, the the Dragon Loli and Sayaka and Lukoa and Shota. But, you know, generally it was fairly wholesome and for the most part. Mm. And apparently, like, this season two is off to a pedorific start. And it's like, oh, oh man. Like, the new antagonist dragon is, like, 50% tits by volume. And so, it's, like, off to a I'm weird start. I'm assuming by pedorific you mean that they're walking a lot and there's, like, a lot of Yes. Things. You know, it's just, like, the big thing is, like, the dragons are going against their nature because dragons don't really, aren't supposed to care about shit. They care about dragons, but these dragons in the show have focused... Are horny for humans? Or? Well, they've found a thing to care about. Okay. Like, uh, Toru loves Kobayashi, and so she only really cares about Miss Kobayashi. And mm. Sayaka is the fixture of Kana, the the, the dra- little dragon. And, like, another one really isn't fond of humans, but if she just lets them all die or destroys them, they can't make sweets for her to eat anymore. So she doesn't destroy the world because of that. Mm -hmm. And so, like, dragons are fucking weird. But, like, apparently this season covers some more questionable arcs. And so a couple of the people that have been super fans have been kind of like, this is disappointing. And, like, I haven't sat down to watch it yet, but, like, I trust this person's judgment because she, like, loved the shit out of the first season, and so did right. I. But it's like, oh, no, why did they do this? But So when you first brought this up earlier, um, I was mixing it up with Monster Masume. <laughs> yeah, Monster Masume. I haven't seen the, the dragon one, but I've seen Monster Masume, which is all All the characters in Monster Musume are all adults. Yes, they're all adults and they're all horny. Yeah, like, all the characters in that are, are adults, whereas in Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, there are multiple child characters, and, like, one of the the male characters' name is literally Shota. And if you don't know what that means, good for you. But if you do, <laughs> it's basically underage male content, as opposed to Loli, which is underage female content. Uh. Um, so one of the characters' name is Shota, and he has... Lukoa, which is a big titty dragon milf that like is fixated on him and then there's sayaka and kana and so like sayaka's little girl who is like romantically obsessed with kana and kana is just she's literally the thousand year old dragon that looks like a six-year-old or whatever mm-hmm. so they're playing with that and so like there was definitely some stuff in the first season that was like uh but it was like outweighed by the cute stuff for the most part Anyways, yeah, I'm not an anime reviewer anymore. Like, I watch... <laughs> I, I did that for a little bit. Didn't really go anywhere. But it was fun to watch a bunch of anime that way. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a good idea to, like, oh, I'm gonna watch three episodes of this and be like, is it good enough to watch more of or not? Does it hold up? Or, I really love this anime, but you haven't seen it. What did you do? And so I was very disappointed that uh, James did not like Trigun or Slayers. I was like, but you, you Philistine! But we, 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 we watched Bubblegum Crisis, the original. That was pretty cool. Yeah. At least what a, And Dirty Pear, which will melt your ears in either language. Yup. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's so... My biggest problem is, like, I like anime, but Dave watches a lot of anime, so all I hear is, like, anime girls screaming from the other room, because I swear 50% of all 
anime dialogue is screaming or squealing or somehow you know what i mean like ah. damn kids these days no i understand though it's like a lot of I it mean, is... it's, it's not even sexual they're just squealing and it's like making anime girl noises yeah <laughs> i think there was a twitter account for a while that was just like anime noises and it was just like <laughs> clips of various anime characters making their weird sounds <laughs> and it wasn't even like oh this is their catchphrase noise it was just like weird anime noises from voice actors mm-hmm. <sighs> so okay we're at an hour and a half kind of so we should probably wrap this up because it is also uh nearly 10 p.m and we're old and tired we're old and busted yep so we at least have a plan for episode 500 Will you get to go to the Fur Planet Tower room party slash orgy? It's not actually an orgy. <laughs> um, we don't. We've rented that. the presidential suite. Yeah. <laughs> Who will you treat as the president? It is I. I'll get the white military it is I, uniform. President Loki. Can I get the white white uniform with the big sash and all the buttons and rewards and the big cigar? I am El Presidente in the Presidente suite. <laughs> Anyways, so yes. Um, Follow us on Twitter if you want. Um, at Cyber Drake, you can see my fucking plants, and my dog, Woo. and that's about it. Yeah. Like I got a little spicy and had an opinion about some shitty WoW streamer deciding to buy level skips and story skips, and then they were like, "I don't know, understand the context or the the context of the story or how to do the mechanics. This sucks," and everybody roasting his ass for it. This sounds like you you skipped five chapters of the book and now you don't know what all the characters are doing and it's the author's fault yes it's like you skip to chapter 12 and you don't know what's going on and you blame the game or the book um okay. wow they spent 110 dollars to do that too and make an ass themselves on twitter.com how did this sp- was oh was that because was the, the base thing? game was on sale for like 30 bucks uh-huh but then the level skips and the job skip that they purchased were another 25 bucks a pop. Are they paying the, the publisher for that, or is that like an illicit... No, it's the publisher. Okay. It's like, right. it, Final Fantasy fourteen sells level skips, so like, they only let you... They don't let you do it if you don't have... Like, they let you do it if you have a job that you want to do. Like, they don't you give a shit. You have to provide employment verification? <laughs> jobs are the advanced classes okay. I, dragoon I mechanist, samurai like, stuff like that um so like they I'm did gonna go get a part-time retail job so i could buy a level skip on final fantasy 14 they they did like monk up to level that, that's 18 my gamer voice. <laughs> ran the first dungeon a couple times i said fuck it bought the story skip and then the level skip for two of the more complex jobs mm-hmm. and then we're like why can't i do hard mode content immediately i am a wow dungeon raider mm. because you don't know what any of these symbols mean you dumb shit but anyways most of my opinions are here look at my plants and here is my dog he is adorable yes. and some retweets anyways you can follow me at Savern drake and you will get the suspicious sniffs because you've been cheating on him tonight yeah, well, I mean, I'll, I'll have to say hi to, to Bo before I leave, because I only, like, barely saw him. He got to, like, sniff me before he got ushered out of the room. But he always does the full suspicious sniffs and, like, stands up and, like, sniffs everywhere he can. Yeah. It's adorable. Um, Who have you been seeing? What's her name? You, uh... You dog slut. God. <laughs> um, 
you should follow for planet on twitter about yes. books because fuzz has some nice new books coming up that we didn't get to talk about much but he has some good stuff coming They're soon super shiny. they're super shiny look at that otter pussy it gleams in the light <laughs> yeah i put out a promo tweet that the, the new San Picos book is coming out and I haven't added it to the site yet yeah. but I'll be adding it to the site soon but you have the physical proof pre-orders. it's right there five feet from me and I flipped through it and it's nice yeah but it's... I also pay them on Patreon so I've seen all the art inside but it's still nice to see yes and actually it's... on Patreon there's variants that aren't in the book yeah you should support San Picos' uh, yeah, Patreon patreon.com slash San Picos I think that's their Patreon probably probably you should follow our Patreon, patreon.com slash southpodcast, because... We promote you, artists' Patreons. Yes. <laughs> Be, because we like money, and if you like what we do, then maybe you could throw a buck or two our way? I mean, Yeah, we're, we're only doing this for the money. This yeah, is how you know, we're supporting ourselves. You know, this is our full-time job. That, that's why you hear, like, you know, we talk about all this random shit, but then we're like, and you know what? That's not actually a racist white supremacist group the goods and services that promote themselves on this podcast <laughs> yeah i get them listening to behind the bastards yeah Tyrion started listening to it too god and it's so like uh like hey we're gonna talk about this super nazi for an hour but we're gonna have like three ad breaks it's like you know who didn't want to kill all the jews the good it's like oh come on i don't know if he actually used that one but it just like it felt like it no no robert has some, some terrible segues there yeah uh, and and his intros have gotten worse and worse on purpose over like, the years the john like it's one thing when it's like hey this person like sucked in a harmful way but also wasn't the architect of the holocaust yeah and then you get to the ones that actually about the architect of the holocaust like yeah we know he's a bastard and boy i don't want to listen to this yeah see here's the thing that i didn't know about hitler before listening to that it was that you know sometimes you have this idea that hitler was a relatively normal person who hit a point in their life and then took that hard right turn and became a dictator and an evil shit. And then you listen to Behind the Bastards and you're like, no, as a young man, Hitler walked the streets with a literal whip and just whipped the shit out of it. Would, it would purposely antagonize people say that they would want to fight him and then he'd whip the shit out of them and this was years before the 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 putscher and and all the other political things that he did this is like when he's in his 20s or something so my point is that hey i learned that, that hitler was basically just a piece of shit his entire life not just for like the big evil things that we know about he was just a piece of shit from birth yeah like if World War Two had never happened, he still would have been a piece of shit. Now he's just a much more well-known piece of shit. The more you know. The more you know. Also, like, um, I listened to the Dollops part. Um, yeah, this is our, we're talking about podcasts we also like. Yes, yes. I love listening to, so the Dollop does this thing sometimes. <laughs> when, like, a famous politician dies, two weeks later there will be an episode on, hey, we all knew that this person was a piece of shit. Here's how much of a piece of shit they were. Like, when John McCain died, they did an episode on John McCain, and they were like, his his famous story is that he he crashed in Vietnam and was a prisoner of war for, for X number of years in Vietnam. And they're like, you know, we're not going to discount, you know, the pain and suffering he underwent because of that, but he had crashed, like, two or three planes at the academy long before that 
Like, he never should have been flying to Vietnam in the first place. And the only reason he was flying into Vietnam War was because his dad pulled strings. Because they were trying to do the whole, if I do the service thing, it's good for my career. And he had the misfortune to get shot down. But he had a flight record. They should have been like, nah, dude, we're not letting you in one of our fucking planes. But that and a bunch of other shit he did. And like the uh, the episode on George H.W. Bush was amazing. Like just going back into like the 50s and 60s and, you know, shit he pulled when he was director of the CIA long before he was vice president or president. Like very informative in a you thought this person was shitty. Well, boy, we got this whole other book over here. Of all these shitty things that you didn't know about. And it, it, it's it's really interesting from a historical perspective. So uh, that's another good show. But well, I The Dollop, also... Behind the Bastards. You're wrong about. You're wrong about. You're wrong about is, is fun. They have a Patreon also. And they drop Patreon-specific episodes. And the what I like about their Patreon special episodes is it has this icon that says, Aw, sweetie. Which is something that, that Mike says a lot on, yeah. on the other side. Aw, sweetie. And it's got like the gay pride flags because uh, the, the podcasters are a straight woman and a gay man. So they, they have a lot of... I'm currently greatly enjoying their series on The Satan Sellers. Oh my god. It's so... Yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah. Because it is a completely fictionalized account of basically... This is what Satanism is in the 1960s in California. And it's like fucking Amway, and they have Satan conventions where they do like business development. And yeah, shit. and they had this whole tangent about, man, I wonder what like people in 1978 working at the Hilton in Northwest Ohio thought about having booking the Satan regional meeting or something, something like that. So it's good. Satanicon, Ohio, 1978. Yeah, uh, so the so, show's called You're Wrong About. It's a big um, year for the devil. Let's give a big old hand to our dark lord. Woo! <laughs> All right, so yeah, we should wrap this up because we're One, ta- two, three, <laughs> four, six, six, six. <laughs> Yee-haw! <laughs> Uh, so anyways hey if you want some more other high caliber content you can come and join our uh, telegram fan chat uh there's links in the show notes it's a fun time patreon.com slash self podcast uh buy some books on forplanet.com baddogbooks.com and hey you'll see us here in a few weeks at furry siesta for the first time since furry fiesta 2020 holy shit i'm going to die (laughs) hopefully not literally because, oh my god, there might be crowds. But then again, I fucking survived Weatherford, and yeah. that was insane. But you know what? If I talk about that, we're going to be going for another 30 minutes, so we're going to wrap this up. So, thank you guys for listening. We really want to hear about the Peach Festival. Mm-hmm. Our listeners are, like, are dying. They're waiting with masturbated breath. There was peaches. I've got a pot of French onion soup waiting for me. I, I paid ten dollars okay, for a foot long corn dog, and I a didn't foot long corn dog. And I I posted did, the picture into the Not Bros chat. Oh yeah, about yeah. how did, far I could deep throat that bitch. Did you eat it in like one long gulp? No, but oh. we're wrapping the show up. <laughs> Good night, and get vaccinated. <laughs>